0: You're listening to Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with uh, my buddy Mitch Moss from Vicent out in Las Vegas. The, uh, uh, I mean, the future's guru, man. I mean, I'm sorry, Mitch. I'll brag on you a little bit. I mean, it has been quite a run. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, we'll go back to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, post-bubble, when they went 10-0 in the bubble, and they were hungry. Lakers were off of their bubble title, and you guys recognize uh, the Suns at a value, maybe 25-1 to to win the Pacific Division. Is that right?
1: I think by the time we got down on the Suns, it was 16-1 um, to to win that division. That's I think that's really when a lot of these started to, to pop for us, Jimmy, and they started to come in.
0: Then you had uh, Salvador Perez at Kansas City, and I'm like – That's a shot, but no Royal has ever won the home run title. Well, Salvador Perez did it 150-1, to Mitch? So that was –
1: I was very fortunate last year, Jimmy, to be honest, in the home run betting market because I bet a couple of guys before the season started. One was Vlad Guerrero at 45-1 to out here in Las Vegas. And, of course, he ended up splitting with Salvador Perez eventually. So I kind of won both those bets, which I'll never, ever do that again in my entire life, but – so last year, I can chalk it up to probably, and I was doing the hits for Major League Baseball Network and some some of their online streaming stuff. So I was watching more baseball last year, and I love baseball. I have watched it my entire life, but I watched more baseball last year than I can ever remember. So, you, you know, you crunch the numbers on a daily basis. You watch the stuff, and I'm watching the more Royals games in the year they won the World Series. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> this guy, like he's live, right? They celebrate every home run like it's a big deal. The crowd's really into it. Um, I think this. Let me shop around here a little bit here, as I did not have him. And then I looked, and I'm like, wait a second, he's whatever it was. He was four, five, six, seven home runs back of the leaders, maybe a little bit more than that. I think uh in late August, and I saw that he was 200 to one. I'm like, I, this guy has a shot. And so I bet him. I bet him from 200 to one, 125 to one, 100 to one. I think 80 and some like 45 to ones all the way down, and. Uh, that that was uh, a very lucky stretch last year of baseball, no question. I
0: think it. it I was in Vegas and I was. I, I remember watching at the Win Racing Sportsbook. I bet the horses. I bet in uh, the uh, baseball as well. And I had the Royals that day. You know, Mitch, you got sh- another one. And the thing is, too, <laughs> they they were pitching to him. They weren't. You yep. know, they were not pitching around him. And so
1: no, and 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 it was clear by reading like game stories, and again just by watching like the body language, what it meant to the team and what it meant to him. They were out of the race. They weren't going to sit him. They were going to DH him if they had to to play these games. And, in fact, I thought they were actually going to start batting him around, like, the leadoff spot so we get more at-bats. They never did that, which um, would have been great. But uh, I, there was no doubt in my mind that they were going to have him go out there and play every single day so we, can, so we could try to lead the league last year.
0: And you, you were able to cash both the tickets but not at a lesser price? They didn't split the pot, sort of? So uh,
1: the, the way it went – the way it worked out here is on my Perez bets – it was a dead heat, so where I bet that it was split. Okay, As the other book where I bet Vlad before the season started, they had their rules were in place because they only wanted to have one winner last year. And Chris Bennett, who's in charge of the odds um, at this particular book, he told me that the some of the tiebreakers started off with fewer at bats, so whichever player had the least amount at bats, if there was a dead heat tie. That player would win the contest in their in their mind, according to their rules, and that player happened to be Vlad Guerrero. So again, like I said, it'll never. That that's a once in a lifetime. That's not even a once in a lifetime type of thing. It was Haley's comment, but times two. I mean, it was crazy.
0: The uh and and yeah. So basically, the tiebreaker was most home run, home runs per at bats. And, uh, Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah, which Guerrero had uh, more per at bat, but less at bats. A uh, total, and then one that uh, shared in, and and I didn't know you. were – in, in humans kind of cracked on me. I said, "Well, I got I got Stingley to go third at nineteen to one. Well, if you want Stingley, he get a hundred to one in Vegas." And I'm like, "Oh well, that I don't think I got much of a shot now, maybe." But he did pop, and then when the um, uh, I texted you also when the um, the report on ESPN that yeah. uh, that um, Texans are projected to take stingley the draft was on a thursday night this may have been a tuesday that they heard, I and oh, i mean right. it went from basically uh about 11 to 1 down to like plus 330 with that report <laughs>
1: there was huge movement and again that was uh you know that was i went back and looked at the date that i bet it so it was early april it was right around the time that the national championship was going to be decided in college basketball And I was thinking to myself, well, as long as, you know, college hoops is coming to an end, I need to really start to focus on betting the NFL draft. At which point, you know, I started to look up a bunch of mock drafts, and there was one person only who had Stingley going third to the Texans. And I was like, third, huh? That's the first guy I've seen, so let me check his odds. I looked, and it was 100 to one. I'm like, I have to bet that right now. You have to bet it. Um, And thank God that I did, because it turned out to be that that guy was uh, way ahead of the curve.
0: And, and and I understand him sitting out, but he comes from a strong family foundation and look, Sauce Gardner did a great job. Hello, you got some dogs? We get some uh, barking, baby. We get some underdogs and some long shots. And so anyway, the uh, the when Sauce Gardner was projected to go third, when Houston showed some interest in a cornerback and things like that, Lovey Smith's comments, I'm like I, I can see an organization yep. viewing Stingley as a as a better prospect. And the thing is there is that okay, Gardner had a great good game against Alabama. Stingley had all kinds of those games against similar competition yep. way more in 19
1: yep for sure i mean it, it certainly helped when when lovey came out and he said that uh we had a major problem last year at the cornerback position we have to address that this year and then you know at, at that point like the 80s to one and uh, whatever else were available that was long gone and you're right once the comments started to come out from like i think you told me about this joe burrow's in practice every single day yeah. he's throwing a justin jefferson and Jamar Chase, and he's like, this freshman is, like, challenging everything. Uh, I can't believe I'll go to years. And then it's like, okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense because the guy's are too talented.
0: And Joe just doesn't throw bouquets around easily. <laughs> I yep. mean, he's, yeah. a, <laughs> he's, a, he's a hard son of a gun. All right, let's get to some of the picks. And it's sort of your secret, and I think it's what you, you would admit to uh, before we get into a couple of your, your future picks. But it's your secret is, is hard work, is scouring through and because these these futures are constantly updating uh, over mm-hmm. the course of time?
1: Well, without question. I mean, I sit here, I mean, you know, on your phone when you get that screen report about how many hours you spent on it on a <laughs> daily basis, <laughs> it's it's embarrassing, but that's, you know, what you do is you sit around here and you're, you're checking every single lap um, for a lot of the days, most of the day, that's what I'm doing anyway, and I'm searching like as many markets as possible, and then uh, that also ties into... You know, doing a three-hour show every single day. There's plenty of prep that goes into that. So then you're, you're kind of like doing a rundown of what you're going to talk about the next day, and you're looking at everything. and Let me check out this, and let me check out that, and then you go to seven, eight, ten books to see what the best price might be. And a lot of times you're going to find something that might be off a little bit. And you're like, eh, yeah, sure. Let me let me take a little bit of that action. So that's. Uh, that's what I do all the time.
0: All right, uh, speaking of the draft, let's start with the next draft, the NBA draft, and the first pick, it's out. Now, the lottery is later tonight, and I think depending on who gets the number one pick, we're going to see some movement, uh, but you're always looking for these bombs, and you, you're seeing one at about 35-40 to one.
1: Yeah, Bet Rivers has uh, Jaden Ivey posted at 35-1 to one out of Purdue, and... Look, I mean, the common narrative here is it's going to be one of the other three guys, Bonchero from Duke, um, Holmgren at Gonzaga, or Jabari Smith in your neck of the woods in SEC country at Auburn. Um, and they very might well, it could go one, two, three in that order, and Ivy could be fourth. However, um, listening to podcasts, trying to, you know, get a feel for what's going to actually happen in the draft, reading mocks, NBADraft.net has been mocking Jaden Ivy number one now since late April. Um, I heard a podcast yesterday where the guest on the show said that not only does he have Jaden Ivy number one on his big board, but he knows for a fact that there's at least one team out there where Jaden Ivy is also number one on their big board. And if it comes down to the, you know, ping pong balls tonight and it's so it happens to land Jimmy, those ping pong balls on that team right. that likes I- Ivy well, then it makes sense that he could actually be live there, and those odds could change after tonight. He could go from 35 or 40 to 1 down to 8 to 1 or 10 to 1. And also, like, there's never a sure thing in the NBA draft. Rarely. Rarely do we have the sure thing, right? LeBron certainly was a sure thing. Um, you know, I think if Zion has it didn't get hurt so far, I think Zion would have been a pretty sure thing to work out in the NBA, but they're few and far between. Uh, when you look at the state of the NBA, this is me talking now, and you see these athletic guards that jump out of the gym and what they – John Morant quickly turning around Memphis. Uh, You've seen Anthony Edwards, the impact that he's had now in Minnesota in in two short years. Uh, And he's probably already the best player on that team featuring Carl Anthony Towns. Like Jaden Ivey is John Morant or he is Anthony Edwards. He is the most athletic player on the court, pretty much regardless of who they were playing in college basketball. He has a jump shot, which will get better. He's good with, uh, you know, his skills handling the ball. That'll get better. And he's a 10 out of a 10 when it comes to, um, Talent and athleticism in today's NBA, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't. This, again, me talking here, you don't, you wouldn't actually have that talk about maybe we should get her, uh, consider Ivy over Holmgren, who's seven, 190 pounds. I mean, I like Holmgren a lot, but I don't know how he's going to turn out in the NBA. Uh, you know, he could be, we could be done talking about that guy in a couple of years. Um, sure, he could be a star. He also might not be. I, I don't know. I think Ivy should be. Much shorter than forty to one to, or thirty-five to one to go number one overall in the draft. Yeah, track.
0: home grid. I mean, are we going to get Kevin Durant or are we going to get Sean Bradley? I mean, yeah. Listen, I mean, all I got to see is the Arkansas game in the Sweet Sixteen. I, I'm off uh, of him mm-hmm. and Jabari Smith, and maybe I'm an SEC home, but forty-two percent from three and eighty percent from the line. That's a metric that uh, you know when they're trying to yeah. project to the next level as a shooter, he's probably going to be a nice shooter. Let's the kind of lets the game. C- flow to him, though, instead of at critical spots. Oh, no, give me demand in the ball. So, uh, we'll see. We watch his dad over here in Baton Rouge play for LSU, uh, part of a Sweet 16 team as well in 2000. All right, let's move on to the NFL. The uh, NFL, they stay in the uh, in the headlines year-round. Nobody does it better in the offseason by keeping them uh, topical. And so the schedule is set. So the final piece to the puzzle uh, for as we look at some of the win totals. Well, The New Orleans Saints. Come on, Mitch. You don't have to butter me up uh, on this segment, but the Saints are a team that you do like. They're at eight right now, eight at Bet Rivers and other places. Now you lean a little bit, minus one fifty-five. You can find um, if you can find lower juice. uh, I mean, look for it. But uh, the Saints, the uh, NFC South, is matched up with the AFC North in the NFC West. Um, One little scheduling glitch: uh, Hopkins is expected to return his first game back is against the Saints. The Saints uh, have to play one home game in London. uh, They have to play two teams coming off a bye as opposed to their one. But my goodness, the top three receivers were not on the team uh, last year. Winston was good, and they were winning when he was healthy. Sean Payton, you lose him, but everybody else is intact. The staff, why do you like the New Orleans Saints over eight?
1: A lot of uh, the reasons that you just talked about right now. And uh, look, I mean... I am a believer in a guy getting second chances and I actually love the idea of James Winston a couple of years ago after his debacle in Tampa Bay to finish out his career there where we had 30 Ooh. INTs, but you got to get down. Sorry about the dog. <laughs> um a little high maintenance. Um, so I thought it was great for him to go and sit behind Drew Brees and learn from Sean Payton and Brees as the backup there in New Orleans and then he was playing well last year before he got hurt. You know, 14 touchdowns, three INTs. That was the ratio. He was on pace to have, I believe, his lowest INTs of all time as a starting quarterback in this league. And now, uh, again, they won nine games a year ago, Jimmy, playing four different quarterbacks. You talked about no wide receivers being there. Well, now, you know, in theory, again, to have Michael Thomas come back, a in the draft, and then getting Jarvis Landry, that's a hell of a trio at that position. I don't know what's going to happen with Kamara. But uh, if he's going to be, out, you know, um, with off-the-field stuff. But if he's good to go, he's one of the best running backs in football. They have played Tom Brady better than any team in football over the years. That defense is going to have staying power. Um, I think not only over eight is worth a play. I think if you want to get a little bit, you know, look for some
0: alternate some lines. prices.
1: And, yeah, I would say, mm-hmm. is it crazy to think, what, like plus 450 to win that division? Um, I don't think so. And do you actually maybe want to take a look at to win the NFC where they're between, I think, 18, 20 to 1 around that neighborhood? Look, the NFC is a far cry from the AFC. The teams at the top are very good. you got the Champs and the Rams. Um, the Packers are going to be good again this year, but can you trust them really in January? I can't. And Tom Brady and the Buccaneers will be really good. After that, you're talking about the Cowboys. Um, okay, you can have the Cowboys. What, the Vikings in in the North? No, thank you. The West, the West is good in theory again, but if it's Trey Lance for the 49ers, I'm not so sure about that guy. I'm not, I don't know if he can play in the second season. Um I love their roster, but him at quarterback I, at this point of the you know in May, no thank you. Uh, I don't like Kyler Murray and the Seahawks are going to be a dumpster fire. 18-20 to 1, they can't be the fourth best team in that conference and maybe shocks some teams coming up in the playoffs, why not?
0: Yards per attempt were really good. Um, and keep in mind, the Buffalo and Miami games, those are home games. That's a that's a JV team they put out there. They had no chance, zero chance of winning those games. And in the Superdome where it's a great home field advantage, I mean, that's a big blow. And they're going to the playoffs. And if San Francisco doesn't come from two touchdowns down in Week 18, they're in the playoffs. Maybe this line is pushed up a, a little bit. We'll see. Uh, but a lot that you see. And, and I mean, Thomas in Olave in Landry. Now Winston has so he was throwing to nobodies. I mean absolute oh, nobodies uh, last year. Mm-hmm. We are expecting a handful of games or so for Camara. We are we are kind of factoring yeah. that in. And it's and, and for what it's worth, Jameis Winston, he has said all the right things off the field, whether it's a hurricane and his response and doing some things uh community uh oriented and you know committed to his, um, his off-season workout. He got on a, a specific diet. Hey, Zion, take notice. the diet when he went to New Orleans to try and work on his condition. And so he has learned how to be a professional after the humbling experience leaving from Tampa yep. Bay to New Orleans. Well,
1: I will say we talked about all the potential positives for this team. I know you brought this up. The, the one concern would be the loss of Sean Payton. I mean, I really have a lot of respect for that guy as a head coach. Dennis Allen was not great with the Raiders as a head coach years ago. But again, talk about giving a guy second chances. And to your point, like everybody else is there, and this could be like a trickle down effect that would affect everybody in a positive way. Where okay, Allen now learned from Sean Payton only to get better, and that culture that's been in New Orleans now for a long, long time could have some lasting effects even after you know one or two years after Payton is gone. Yeah, So that's, I, I think eight's too short.
0: And the all-important uh, position of ownership, uh, let's not even compare uh, the Raiders' ownership at the time Dennis Allen was there and what Miss Gail yeah. Benson is doing right now. She has she has no heirs. She has no heirs. She's setting up different uh, charities to leave whatever she leaves behind, and she is giving every resource affordable in a small market and staying out of her way and letting yeah. the coaches, the football people uh, do their thing. I want to throw one at you, uh, Mitch. Uh, Pittsburgh is seven and a half. Mike Tomlin's worst record is eight and eight, and I think that is keeping that that narrative is going to be mentioned a lot when they talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and going to keep that that number high enough. Seven and a half, okay, is the uh, is the win total. Here's their first eight games. All right, at home against the Jets they'll be favored, but of these other seven at Cincinnati, no way. Uh, New England at Pittsburgh. New England favorites? Short favorite? Oh boy. That be close that's, Pick them maybe. Pick,
1: pick pick pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, we'll live with a little bit of pick there. I don't care if Jacoby Brissett is quarterback in Cleveland. They go to Cleveland, they're not going to be favored uh in that game. At Buffalo, host Tampa Bay. At Miami, at Philadelphia. So one six and one one and seven they're going to be underdog in their first eight. Give me Pickett uh, at some point in that stretch as a rookie quarterback who's a, a, a we don't know what he can offer long term much less as a rookie. I'm all over uh, Pittsburgh under seven and a half,
1: under seven and a half. Huh? Um, I mean the quarterback position there has is the number one talking point, right? Obviously the the defense is going to be. I mean it's Pittsburgh, so you know the defense is going to. Uh, be effective and good again this year. They have so much talent on that side of the ball, and that you know that defense will carry. Um, I you, you got to like their weapons, and if I can trust any team in the NFL that's going to draft a wide receiver that will develop, that means I'm going to like Pickens. They took him in the second round out of Georgia. I trust Pittsburgh with him. The problem is again getting him the ball. I mean, to your point, if it's and what if, what if Pickett's not good enough to actually beat out Trubisky, right? And then, so Trubisky's gonna have to be the quarterback for a majority of the year. Do you like your chances in that division, in that conference, with that team? To, I don't know. I will say this though: I was I was down on the on the Steelers last year, and somehow they got me when I bet the win total under. That was in Big Ben was awful, but um, that's the thing about that team is that they find different ways to beat you.
0: How many times can they do with smoke and mirrors though? But uh, I know. Watch, they could be a dog in thirteen to fourteen games uh, this year. Wow. It's uh, it's. Wow. It's it's a tough it's a tough deal. All right, your last uh, MLB pick, and well, let's uh, get, get get on the triple digit uh, range here. Uh, NL Cy Young, you're looking for a bomb here. Okay,
1: so like every single year, Jimmy, I fall for you know betting at least one closer to win the Cy Young. I will preface this by telling you that I this is like midway through the season. A couple years ago when Edwin Diaz was up in Seattle and he saved you know more than 50 games and they were winning all these one-run games, I bet him at 500-1. to one. Now, he didn't win. He never even really had a chance to win uh, because he was not in the final, like whatever it is, three or four guys that they have. But I will I will make a bet on a long-shot closer in case they put together that Eric Gagne type of year, Dennis Eckersley type of year. And, yes, it's once every blue moon that we get it, but Josh Hader for the Brewers – Certainly, we all know this. I mean, he's got that lights-out stuff on the mound. Last night, again, comes in, closes it out through 15 pitches, struck out three guys. Uh, What has he got, 14 or 15 saves on the year? Do you realize, Jimmy, he's not allowed to run yet this year? So I've had this conversation. I talk about it today on our show on v I've talked about it with guys I respect, uh, a professional better. We've gone back and forth on this. What would it take for a closer just to be in the mix? Because as we've seen now, to begin this year, You know, there are a lot of starters off to really good starts. Is that sustainable? I would probably say no, but you're going to have to beat out a lot of guys capable of putting up really good numbers at that starting position um, for a pitcher. But if Hayter, I will ask you this. Let's say Hayter goes 48 out of 50 closing, or if he goes, he has that magical year where he's 54 out of 55 or 54 to 56 Mm -hmm. closing, and his ERA is... You know, sub one, like Dennis Eckersley territory, 0. 0.49 or 0. 0.55, something like that. And the Brewers win 97 games and they run away with that division. And his numbers are just off the charts. And he's got, I don't know, 150 strikeouts, 100 to one, 120 to one right now, at Bet Rivers, at right. is that crazy that yeah. he could actually pull it off? I mean, as long as the guy gets, if he's in the mix in September and has a chance to be one of the finalists, I think 100, 120 to 1 is a damn good bet.
0: No no question. No question. I mean, 20 bucks to win 2,400. I mean, really. He's got 14 saves right now for the Brewers. Uh, extrapolate the numbers 64.8. Of course, you know, he's probably not going to keep up there. But it gives you, a, like you said, it's attainable. I mean, it's going to take something, but I mean, it's triple digits to 1. I mean, it's right. worth it. And. Uh, you know, with these starters going less and less, and I know they the voters show that they are not married to win loss record like they used to be for the Cy Young voting. Uh, when Degrom, who uh, he may have had a losing record or a five hundred record, but his ERA and his WHIP and all his other numbers where he went above the replacement uh, were ridiculous. Okay, and but they have they've gone out. They, you know, it's just we're not seeing uh, we're not seeing starting pitchers get get wins. No. It just not, not. I mean, so maybe and Hader. I'm a year late because maybe uh, like your Pittsburgh uh, under last year. I had Hader to lead the league in saves last year, and it didn't oh. work out. And so, and he, also you want to keep games close. And this is not a lineup that is going to just blast opponents. I would and agree. So you're going to have save opportunities uh, leads with three or less uh, – leads up three or less. You know, going when he comes into his appearance. And the one thing is for sure, they are married to him. It's the ninth. He is starting. Uh, oh, he with, with th- lock
1: it down. He's yeah. the best closer in baseball. Yeah. I mean and again he's got that stuff where he can go out there every single day and just okay, here you go. It's it's two one. You're gonna you're gonna start the ninth. Go out there and strike out three guys, and he will do that a lot. And he won't give up a hit. And you know, that's just, he's got that magical stuff and um evidently still in his prime because the guy's been doing this now for a while. But you know, last year his teammate won the Cy Young's Corbin Burns mm-hmm. and it's not like he threw two hundred innings. Like his he didn't have a zillion innings pitched whatsoever. In fact, I think it was the fewest in ages for a starting pitcher to win with that many innings pitched. So I think we're starting to see that right now, and people will recognize that with the analytics. Is like you don't have to have the, the wins thing. And I, by the way, I agree with that. But yeah, you're not going to typically see a guy go out there and be 22 and three with you know 220 innings and uh, you know 315 strikeouts. That that doesn't happen any, anymore in baseball.
0: Yeah, 20 game winner. Well, that will catch a lot of voters' attention. You know, so uh, and that's just not going to happen uh, in, yep. in either league uh, this year. Mitch is a great follow on Twitter at Mitch Moss Radio, uh, constantly updating uh, different thoughts uh, on uh, future bets, and also uh, follow the money on Veasan seven to ten uh, a.m. Eastern Time. Mitch, anything we uh, we missed again? Uh, Saints over eight. Um, Josh Hader one twenty to one at Bet Rivers to win the uh, N.L. Cy Young and the NBA Draft first pick, uh, Jaden Ivey at thirty five to one.
1: Uh, that's it. I did I did recently add Nestor Cortez and American League Cy Young. And, you know, he was off the board, Jimmy, when uh, the season started, and he put together a couple of great starts. The first number that I noticed with him when it popped was 60 to 1. Wow. And I was like, hmm, I would need a little bit more than 60 if that's going to be the first number posted on him, and he's only like two starts into the year. I'll, I'll wait this out a little bit. And then he just continued to have really good starts. And eventually, I think it was after his last start two starts ago, when I still saw 25 to one, I'm like, look, I can't. This is going to keep dropping because I think he had 11 strikeouts, and he's been the best pitcher on the Yankees. And again, I know that there, you can you can make the case for a bunch of guys in the American League. And if this continues, there's going to be you know, Verlander, Gossman, uh, people like Cease this year, McClanahan, maybe Shohei. But uh, I added him to the old uh, portfolio again um, in the last uh, five to six days, probably.
0: Sports Better's Paradise here as part of the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. I'm Jimmy Ott for Mitch Moss. We'll see you next time on our Futures Watch with Mitch Moss.